Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey. And tonight we're going to do, do a little recap here. We just held our home league auction keeper league draft. This is, I think, like year 13, I want to say now in this in this league. We've been doing this for a long time. I have five championships. Jeff has one, but hey, he's a champion, right? So I still got five. It's been a while, yet his is more recent than mine. But this league, it's a lot of fun. It's very intense, as auction drafts are. As you've been listening to the show, maybe you just started listening recently. We have a lot of new new listeners. Um, hopefully, we're, you know, you guys understand auction is the best there is out there. And again, tonight shows it. It was, it was a little different. We usually do this in person. Um, well, in person, but on our computers. This time we're just on our computers on Zoom, just the way it fell this week, this year. And it's a little earlier than normal, but it was still a lot of fun. And the biggest thing in auction, though, is always you might go in with a plan and it might not play out that way. So auction keeper league. So obviously this is a three keeper league. There's a lot of good players kept. So Jeff and I didn't go into this draft in the best positions out of everybody, but also not the worst at all. Um, Jeff was probably slightly better position than me. I think money wise, um, to get a little bit more money than me. Um, but there was two teams that were definitely far and away better than all of us going into this draft. But I think we, we closed the gap a little bit and I'll say, so straight up early on, there was only going to be a couple running backs off the board or on the board when you get in there. So I think we both kind of went in there, Jeff thinking, let's get a running back, right? Possibly. If it plays out that way, great. And we got into a bidding war <laughs> Me versus you for Christian McCaffrey after um, I think Dalvin Cook was already gone. I think Mixon was already gone. The big names were gone at that point, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah, they were they were gone. Najee was gone. So those were like the biggest names that were out there after because after McCaffrey would have gone, probably Saquon was going to be the next biggest name after McCaffrey. We got a little bidding more and we got the thing up there. And they got up to $80 and Jeff got them for $80. You did have more cash to spend. So it, it, $80 sounds like out of $200 budget. Sounds like a pretty good chunk of change, but Jeff had a couple extra dollars. We can trade draft dollars in this, which is another fun little feature you can add to your drafts. If you um, want to make them more fun and for your leagues. So we got in the bidding war. Jeff gets McCaffrey and it changes his draft a little bit after that. So Jeff, we'll start off with your team here. AJ Brown, you kept. Elijah Mitchell, you kept Marquise Brown, you kept. So with trading draft dollars, you kind of can look at it like AJ Brown cost you a dollar. Elijah Mitchell cost you a dollar. Marquise Brown cost you 10. Either way, it was $12 combined that those three players cost you. Not much at all. Really solid no. little start there. So you get McCaffrey for 80 bucks. And then Jeff, your next pick. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, is... I, yeah. And, and right now you have to, you have to think too, like with the keepers, it changes everything. Mm -hmm. Right. So I, I definitely like wheeled and dealed in the last season because I had injuries and I just knew I wasn't going to win it. I end up trading and I gave myself an opportunity to keep different guys and even went awry from there. <laughs> I thought Gibson might be a good keeper. Uh, I didn't like him going into the year, so I kind of dispensed with that. I thought maybe Damian Harris would be a good keeper. Now you're hearing about maybe he's traded, maybe he splits carries, you don't know. And because of that, uh, Craig uh, loves Raymond Stevenson. So, uh, Ramondre. Ramondre Stevenson. And he 
Uh, so he's going to keep him. So immediately I think, okay, that's great. And then, um, you know, so Craig comes on, he's like, Hey, f- Elijah Mitchell, I'm not gonna be able to keep him for $5. You know, you can keep him for 10, turns him into a $15 keeper. Anyway, math aside, you're it kind of like, yeah, okay. That's great. If he stays healthy, there's enough work in 49er land in order to make that worthwhile. So I end up keeping him anyway. Long story short, so I come in here and I'm like, I really need a primetime running back in order to compete with the two teams that have great keepers. We're talking mm-hmm. about one team has sure, three you can of see the it top on, six. You can see it up on the screen here. One of them, Eckler, Cup, and Taylor. And then yeah, the other so one down here, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, and Debo Samuel. Exactly. So you're, you're right there. You're kind of like, okay, well, I'm, I don't want to just be sitting here playing for third place. So I have to go big in places for players who can make the ground up, who can win. And in that system, you know, we have like four big time running backs. And even that Najee Harris, very nice player. Don't get me wrong. But is he going to make up the difference? No, he's not. He's not going to be for me. He's not a win the week type of player, but he's a great player. Um, Delvin, he could be. He has injury concerns. McCaffrey, even though he has injury concerns, is the only one where I'm like, he could be the number one RB. He could change a season. So I'm like, I need him. Of course, Craig is thinking the same thing. So Mm -hmm. we battle it out. And as soon as I realize I have to spend that much to get him, I know that I cannot get another primetime running back. It just Mm -hmm. isn't in the cards. So now I'm going to be, okay, McCaffrey's my guy. Uh, I'm going to go wide receiver heavy. And I have to make up the difference in areas that other people won't spend in. So Mm -hmm. immediately I'm like, I have to get Kelsey or Andrews. Not a strategy I usually go for at all. We technically, we typically do not spend on QB. We typically do not spend on tight end. We don't in our league doesn't typically, but this year they did in a, yeah. in a weird way, which is it, a little different. It just got wild because the, you know, with that many keepers out too, it mm-hmm. shrinks the, the, you know, the possibility of who you can get. Um, so yeah, I went big on Mark Andrews and once again, didn't think that maybe he would go for that much, but people kept bidding him up. But after him, there was such a huge fall off. I decided to invest in him and I can't even remember how much I got him for like 30, 30 32. I got it up here on the board here. 32. 32. Yeah. Which I never thought I would do, but at that point I was kind of like, yeah, um, I got to go for him. And at that point I have Elijah Mitchell and uh, Christian McCaffrey, you know, once again, just assuming people are going to stay healthy, very solid start. Um, AJ Brown, Marquise Brown, which should be the number ones on both their yep. teams for, a, you know, Marquise Brown, we'll find out, but, so, um, and then Mark Andrews, which arguably the best tight end in NFL, him and Kelsey, yeah. and then mm-hmm. Kittle gets thrown in there every once in a while. So now I know I need a very dynamic quarterback, which I paid a little extra for Kyler Murray in order to do that. A lot of guys were already off the board. Josh Allen, uh, Mahomes, they went for a premium. I wasn't going to get them. So went for a running QB that can kind of do it all. And then the wide receivers I got, uh, I actually thought I got them for very good prices. And I got guys that catch in bulk and are the number one wide receiver on their team, even though they have negatives as far as like who their quarterback is, what their offense might look like. Uh, Deontay Johnson was one guy that I was very interested in because I saw enough out of Pittsburgh where I'm like, I think they, their offense will be better than, than we originally thought. And I think that he will be a, uh, a primetime wide receiver still. So I think I got him for a good price. He'll be my number three. You got him at 19 bucks on that one. Absolutely love it. And then Darnell Mooney, which 
produced even last year with Fields, so I was I was already a fan of his. And if he can be my flex position, I can really round out. I mean, I, I think that is a dynamic four wide receiver set. Maybe not the prettiest comparatively to like you know to to the the one that we just saw, but I think that can really put up to almost anyone else. Um, and then on the bench, it was just kind of a landfill of. Who can I get? What kind of money do I have to spend? The only person I really spent money on was Tony Pollard. And I desperately need uh, running back help. And Tony Pollard is a lottery ticket. I realize it, but I can also usually play him in bye weeks and whatnot. He's usually useful. And if anything happens to Zeke or Pollard starts outplaying him, um, he might be the guy that, that can be the flex position at all times. Or if Elijah Mitchell gets hurt, it won't hurt me as much. Everyone else, you know, you're just taking a shot at talent, right? So Melvin Gordon, he's an insurance policy. Uh, McCole Hardman, we'll find out. Everyone's taking a, a pick for a different chief. Uh, Daryl Henderson, I, look, I'm not a huge Acres fan. I bid on him, I think, against Craig because he was one of the last pups, yeah. you know, at the bowl. So you have to try to figure out who you're mm-hmm. going to get. But I'm not sold on him. And do I think Henderson is going to be, you know, is he going to be the difference maker even if Acres goes down? Um, I think he'll be a good running back, not a great one, but he's definitely worthwhile to have on my bench. Devontae Parker, let's find out. Anthony McFarland, um, look, Najee Harris is going to be the guy, but if he gets banged up, um, maybe Snell will take some of those majority, but I think McFarland, I liked him, you know, I liked him last year. I liked the what he could bring to a team, and he just never got to show it. He's finally... He's just a different running back than the other ones on the depth chart. And I really want to see what he can do. Um, maybe they use him in the passing game more, uh, you know, just anything to do with a little more speed. I, I just want to give him a shot, but he might be one of the first ones off my off right. my roster when I need one. But I think he's an interesting talent. Um, Zamir White, let's find out what's actually going to happen with Josh Jacobs, right? I'm, I'm taking some real risk yeah. here. And then Jalen Tolbert was one that I just kept waiting on. Like at, at one point, I don't have any money. And you're just like, hopefully they don't throw them out there. And I was able to get him for two bucks as my last pick. And um, obviously Craig was the one that I'll credit him. Uh, he has all the upside in the world. Let's find out if he does anything with yeah, it. So, uh, White and Tolbert were on my short list at the end of the draft. I, I didn't have enough spots for all the guys I wanted. So yeah. And, and, and with this, I ended up being ranked uh, either third or fourth. Me and Craig ended up in a lot of these uh, behind the two guys that had mm-hmm. really good starting positions. We ended up clawing our way back up to three and four, yep. which I'm very, very happy with. I honestly think this team is good enough to go really, really far. It's really going to depend on whether or not McCaffrey stays healthy for, you know, 80% of the year or not. And it's really what it's going to come yeah, down to. It really comes down to McCaffrey yeah, for but sure. I, I don't think I would have been nearly as good if I split that money up between other guys. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't see it. Um, I mean, so not really any regrets, but you don't know, not really any Uh, regrets, not, not too much. I would say that at one point in the draft, there was a moment where I was like, I should, I should definitely just spend a large chunk and get another running back that I can like predict. Mm -hmm. Um, the only one really left that I I felt good, like somewhat good about, but I just didn't like him was Montgomery. And I could have kept going and I can't remember how much he went for, but, um, I could have went going, like kept going and got him and put him as like a flex and he definitely so would have been he actually went he actually went cheap because no one in our league wanted david montgomery so you yeah. might look back at that and he went for 13 dollars. no he went for 13 13 
Okay. Well, that, well, that should have been a no brainer at that point. I didn't have a lot of money. It would have cleaned me out and you know, I wouldn't have he had went, any pick, but he went for $1 more than Isaiah Pacheco. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. And there was, it was a weird lull in it. And I was like, I, I think I just have to clean myself well, out and it just depends dollar, too. dollar guys, but I, I didn't. And that was the one I kicked myself for but I don't know if I would have went up, maybe they would have kept going and then I wouldn't have been able to get them anyway. You never know. I'm telling you, there's a there's a lull in this middle of the draft always where these guys can go for cheaper prices. Like Montgomery went for 13 because he's one of these guys that no, no one really loves, so they don't want to go into bidding war for him. Miles Sanders, another one of those type of players, right right around the same time, went for only ten dollars. So I know, but we do have to say Montgomery and Miles Sanders are vastly different players, though. We don't like them either, though. No, but Montgomery's, but Montgomery's definitely, is definitely worth. Yeah, exactly. Like that. That is a ridiculously yeah. low. And even price. Zeke, Zeke for twenty two. It doesn't look as bad right now. Well, you know? we and that was a weird thing. Like if we were looking at the bell curve, it, it definitely yeah. It like we started off and you got good value, not great, but like they went for value. Like we're yep. talking about Mixon, Delvin Cook, and Najee yep. pretty much for one value. Then McCaffrey and a couple of the next guys went for way over. Like McCaffrey for sure, but he should have been number one yeah. anyway. And and who was left? Um, and then you kind of get this one where no one wants to get outbid and everyone goes for a high price because you're looking at what's left in the tiers. Yep. And then after that, you know, a lot of money was off the board and certain people, you know, that had a bunch of money weren't bidding on these guys and it like cratered for a little while. And that's where Montgomery fell to and all that. And then all of a sudden at the end, when people had realized they had a bunch of money, these guys, we thought we could get for nothing. Um, Man, you were all of a sudden you were in a mm-hmm. bidding war for people like yep. that. I don't even know. Like honestly, so one of them for me was, was Brian Robinson. I thought I had yes. him. Um, I let I let him sit there. I was like, okay, if somebody puts him out there, I'll bid to get him. I had a couple extra dollars I was saving, and I get to the spot where I I actually have to nominate Brian Robinson because you know um, it's I'm running out of picks right, and somebody else who just happened to like Brian Robinson out there had way more money because he didn't plan his draft as well. Maybe he had a lot more money on the board. So bad news for him that he left money on the board like he did, but bad news for me also that he could get a guy that he liked and he could just completely outbid me. No problem. And he did. So I didn't get Brian Robinson, but yeah. And I I think that is the, the one takeaway I would take from, from this especially is in this type of league, when you're, you're playing against people, you really that know what they're doing like the, the prices and everything were all over the place and we all got thrown a little bit, but if like, I, I don't want to leave my, like if my money should have been in my starting lineup mm-hmm. and, and right there, I was kind of like, you know, you get one or two after that on the bench maybe, but I could have had one more guy that like yep. if Mooney was on my bench and I had another guy that was better than him, then all of a sudden I feel really good. And maybe I don't get Tony Pollard because, you know, they, you know, the, the guy that has Zeke wants him or something. That's fine. Like you have Melvin Gordon. I have all these other guys. I should have had one more guy. And that's, that's really what it comes down to. And it sounds dumb, but I mean, I bet you have the exact same thing where you're like, oh yeah, I definitely had one guy that I would have, I should have thrown more money at. Funny enough. I don't. This is a weird every year. No, no, it's, this is the weirdest thing. Like I, in the auction we did, how much much money do you have on your bench right now? How much money did you spend on your bench? Um, overall on my bench, um, did you have any any large payday guys on the bench? So I'll I'll go through them here. Let's see. I I spread it out pretty well this year. And I kind of like what I did. 
So I'll say I, I kept Ramondre Stevenson. I love the guy. And I just got to the point where I knew I needed to keep him. And I think I made definitely the right decision when you, because he says, if you look on the screen here, I'm, I'm right over here. It shows that he was kept for 16. It's actually 10. I spent $6, um, but he's a $10 keeper. I got DeAndre Swift for 17 and Michael Pittman for 10. But Stevenson for 10, it felt maybe like, ooh, that's almost felt like I, I maybe kept him for a little much. But after seeing like Devin Singletary for 15 and Tony Pollard for 16, like you had to spend some of these things. I'm like, ah, oh, you know what? I think I did well because I have a feeling Ramondre Stevenson would have got a bidding war going at some yes. point. And I feel really, really good. So that's my keepers. I started the draft. I was going for the, I really came in thinking, all right, I want McCaffrey. I want Mixon. I want Cook. I want, you know, I wanted one of those guys, right? And that's, and even then Saquon, if I had to, I came in thinking, all right, I need to get one of those guys. And after I lost the bidding war to you, I actually, but I was in the, I was in the bidding for all of those guys for a good amount. And I just realized, you know what? I'm just not going to keep going. I don't know what kind of team I can build. As I'm doing this, like as the bids are going, I have a separate spreadsheet going, Jeff, where I'm putting in the totals and I'm looking at it and I'm like, ah, if I get it for this price, I'm going to really have a hard time filling out later. So I ended up not doing it. And then I actually, like you got McCaffrey, but then realized you needed to pivot maybe to a quarterback tight end strategy. I thought the same exact thing. I'm like, all right, I got to make up for it somewhere else. And originally I planned on quarterback tight end. I ended up not getting the, the expensive tight end, but. I, I nominate, I was the first to nominate a quarterback and I nominated Justin Herbert who I got for $12. When you then look at what happened on some of these other picks later on, like I feel really, really good about Justin Herbert for $12 after this played out. My second pick is Brees Hall. Again, we don't, I don't think we're big. We're not, we haven't been big Brees Hall guys, right? Like he, he's a, he's a good prospect, but he's on the jets. Michael Carter's there, probably not going away. So there, there's flaws, right? We weren't as big on Brees Hall as others, but I got Brees Hall for $17, $17. Like you got Tony Pollard for 16, right? You know, right, I get Brees I Hall for yeah, 17, right? Devin Singletary went get. for 15. I love Brees Hall for 17 and you know, what? could work out for me. And all of a sudden he's really good. I actually had three picks in a row here, Jeff. I'm looking at it. So it was pick 50, 51, 52, Brees Hall for 17. And then I'm realized, all right, I need some receivers. I only got Pittman. But all that we didn't have top guys in this. So I'm like, I need to go to this, this wide receiver two level. And I got Keenan Allen for 24, which was, you know, he was the best one out there. I think it's an okay price. I get Keenan Allen to team up with Justin Herbert. So I love that. Very next pick, I get Terry McLaurin. I've, I'm a bigger Terry McLaurin fan than, than you have been. Um, hopefully with Carson Wentz, he can turn around. But $23 again, I thought it was decent, decent price. Actually, I actually really like that pick. I mean, I was actually in the bidding for that one too. Yeah. I, I would have, if we were, we are also a standard league. I think in yep. like a PPR, I like this a lot more, but I thought you did a good job of picking up I'm gonna pull guys up. that I think are going to be very utilized and very solid. I was going to pull I up think, fantasy pros rankings and see where these three oh, yeah. currently rank on the current. I think, I think they're very solid and you are spread out. I think my biggest issue with your team for, I'm not a Cam Akers guy, even though we both know this real quick is Pittman and fancy pros Pittman's 12 Keenan Allen's 13 and McLaurin's 17. So those are my three receivers yep. all in that same range. So I, I kind of like right. that. So Cam yeah. Akers, that's where you're at. Probably yeah. Cam Akers cost me $35. And that seems steep when you look at some of the prices around, but again, you got to look at where it was going, who was after him. Yeah. He, when he, he was yeah. the last, he was the last one, Yeah, the last of the guys 
Well, last of starters, I think. I don't think there was. There, was, there might have been like a starter or two, maybe, but he was close to the last one. Like yeah. real true thing, you know, this guy's the starter. So a little bidding war happened. Funny enough, on my spreadsheet at the time, Jeff, because I was doing this as we go, thirty-five dollars of what I what I penciled in for that spot, and it got there. It, it got to thirty-five, yep. but I was like, all right, I'm good with thirty-five. I probably would have gone to forty, to be honest, at that point, knowing that there just wasn't guys after. And I only at that point had DeAndre Swift. Well, I had Ramondre Stevenson, Brees Hall, Cam Akers. So I still got a lot of, I have very good potential, I feel like, but it's not sure, sure things, right? But I don't really regret that. I kind of still like that. I, I'm telling you, I can't find where I'd make the move. Because after that, well, next up, I got Damian Harris, which I really wanted to get Harris to team with Stevenson. I probably ended up having to spend like six more dollars than I needed to, Jeff. Yeah, that was me, but I would have definitely taken him. <laughs> you would have taken him, but I knew I kind of, I needed him. I really wanted to t- team him up with Stevenson. After that, I went, you know, I went to DeAndre Hopkins. I find that interesting. There's only $7. He's going to miss six games, but with the team I built with, you know, Pittman, um, Keenan Allen, Terry McLaurin, I don't need him, especially early on. I got three yeah. guys who can start. I actually like that pick a lot. And if he comes back team. and he's becomes a DeAndre Hopkins, or, I don't think he'll be what he's not going to be the peak of what he's been before, but if you can get a really good player, I feel good. If not, it's only seven bucks. Then I got Brandon Ayuk for $7 and I love Brandon Ayuk. This has become a target of mine recently. And I came into this draft. He's, he's circled on my list of a guy I needed to leave the draft with. And so I did, I got him for seven bucks. Garrett Wilson was for four. I, I always like kind of want to get one of those rookies, take a shot at it. Like you got Jalen Tolbert. I got Wilson for four. I feel good about that. You know, didn't have to spend for him. Um, the Jets are the Jets, right? So we'll see. But I got two Jets rookies, but they're good rookies. So see how that plays out. Then Trey Lance, who has become my new love, Jeff. I don't know what happened to me. It's 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 been very recent. I know this has been I a mean, very did, recent turn. Was that just a dollar guy? Three dollars. That's all it was. Was three bucks. Wait, whatever. Three bucks. And, and I have I, Justin I mean, Herbert. And I, I was going to say tra- you have Herbert, so I mean you yeah. might end up getting rid of him anyway, but. I kind of come around Trey Lance. I'm going to see how this plays out. And if it really works, you know, maybe I have um, trade bait if they're both playing at a high level. I don't know if it will be like that. We'll see. I got the Broncos D. I was, I, I waited on D because I just picked a team that I thought maybe had solid matchup to start the year. They play the Seahawks who might have like Drew Locke or Geno Smith. So, you know, I think that's solid. Then Dawson Knox is my $1 tight end. I think that's actually, I feel really great about that. I went when I wanted to get the bigger, you know, bigger name tight end for more money, but I like Dawson Knox and I only spent the buck. Yeah. I think, I think with that one, if, if you didn't go big, you, you go for really cheap. Right. And yep. I think that is completely fine. You end, you know, that, Hey, Dawson Knox has pretty good upside actually in a, in a yep. very good offense. And you can always, you know, you're going to be shifting them around. So not a big deal. And then I um got Rashad white, the running back from Tampa. Hey, who knows? Right. Let's um take a shot here at the end. And my final pick is another guy I've been, I haven't really, we haven't really talked about him very much and I, but I've been, I've been looking into him a bit more and I kind of like what I've seen. And it seems like he's probably going to start for the giants and that's Wandale Robinson, their second round pick. It looks like he's going to start. So, you know what? Take a, take a stab at that one at the end. Um, he was, I had a lot of other names at the end. There's still guys that are out there on our free agent wire that I would have thrown on the end of my bench. Like you say, Christian Watson, he's a, he's a waiver wire guy right now, which yeah. You know, we're both looking at it, Jeff. I know you're looking at it. Yeah, he's I mean, on your you're mind. Kinda, you're kind of waiting like when. <laughs> yeah. And we're both, he's, up there, he's on our, my mind. He's on your mind. We'll see how it plays out. 
Um, Alec Pierce is out there. Man, I'm interested in Alec Pierce. There's like a lot of good, and that's the problem. There's a lot of good young guys, but when are we actually going to see them play? Exactly. Right? And, and that's we, what it comes down to. We already have young guys on our on our end of benches, like you have Zamir White and Jalen Tolbert, and I have Rashad, Rashad White, White and uh, Wandale Robinson and some others. Um, so it's you kind of. You know, like I said, I think I said this during the draft to the guys in the Zoom. I'm like, I wish I had another four bench spots right now. Yeah, I mean, yeah, of course, everyone does. Like, yeah. if, if I can just stash guys, then I can. I know, it'd be great. But that's that, that's yeah. what our dynasty's for, right? Yeah. But so, I, I, yeah, so it turns into a kind of an interesting one where you're looking at these teams. And number one, you're kind of like, do I like my team or not? And then number two, like, how does it match up against the stronger teams? Like, do I yep. have a shot? Right. And yeah, you know, injuries, I feel like injuries in our league are going to actually dictate a lot because I do yep. think that we have a lot of teams that are very close to one another. We do. We have a very, we had a very even draft. Um, I know um, fantasy pros like projected standings are flawed, but it's funny. They, the two teams we talked about, they projected them for eight and six. They projected teams three through um, nine at seven and seven, and then the final team at six and eight. So they, they expect us all to be very close. All the rankings look very close. It's going to come down to in-season management and injuries. That's yep. what's going to happen. And again, like, you know, when you get into a draft, you just got to be flexible, right? And change around, because I guarantee you, you didn't think that was going to be, you didn't think you were getting Mark no. Andrews today. No, no, I definitely did not. Um, I mean, I'm I didn't think I was I getting did. Justin Herbert. Yeah. And actually, I think those, if I look at our teams, those happen, like besides for, you know, Christian McCaffrey, but like Mm -hmm. those happen to be the two guys where I'm like, oh, those are actually difference makers. Mm -hmm. Like those are the two guys that can actually in that position outscore the other team for sure. And then the the other one, like you have a very like spread out team, like a very nice team. Um, Mm -hmm. I think we're actually very similar. Actually, no, I think your wide receivers, that is what is kind of impressive. Like, I think they're just going to be really good. And then you're hoping for the other guys to kind of fill in. Like, they they won't yeah. be the ones to disappoint you. Where I have a lot of guys that can go big. And I think that yeah. I will explode some weeks and I, you know, sometimes I'll, I'll kill it. But, you know, I, I will actually have a shot against some of those teams that have guys like Jonathan Taylor and Eckler and all that. Mm-hmm. But um, that yeah, would like, be the big one. Like, we're waiting to find out. Is Brees Hall anything? If he's yeah. not, I don't think that kills your team. The no, Kid but Lakers one is the one that I'm waiting for. Like, is that thirty five dollars worthwhile? The, and the Ramondre Stevenson, Damian Harris could be a headache. You know, it it, it, it could prob- just... well, it probably will in the beginning. Yep. I mean, oh, like, as of like today, not, right now, you you don't have to start either of them. It, you, can, you can figure it out. I already did a tentative week one lineup, and they're not in my lineup because no, I don't know can't. how it's going to play out yet. I'll start Swift. I'll start Brees Hall, and I'll start Acres probably, well, or it, I could even go four receivers and start Ayuk. I don't know. And here's a, here's a wonderful part about your roster as well. It is a very good possibility that by week seven and, you know, as long as you're 500 and you're kind of in it, you're, you're, you could literally, literally shift um, Stevenson, say they get rid say they trade Damian Harris, or he just gets the, the bulk of the chairs. He's all of a sudden your running back too. You don't start Brees Hall or Cam Akers and Hopkins is your flex. I know. I actually happened. Good. Good. Um, it's my team has needs a couple things to happen, but out of acres, Brees Hall reminder Stevenson, I feel like I get one of those guys, you know, yeah, I don't you know. It, I, it might take you a little while to figure it out. And that is always yep. scary. Like all you have to yep. do is win a few games, stay in it, and then you can yep. figure out your team. So that that's the, I guess that is the, 
the other side of the coin. Like if you're yep. not one of the better ones, you have to you have to buy yourself a little time. And look, if you hit up a, the free agency, you know, the in-game or the in-season management tool like yep. uh, like Craig was talking about, that is what's going to happen. And if you can get near the end of the the year with our league especially, mm-hmm. you can pony up, you can trade, and you can get your team to a place where you're uh, a championship-caliber well, team very easily. Because right now, I guess if you look at my team, like we talked, I think it's very – very solid as a solid foot footing. I don't have the, like the sure thing star. I do not have that. That's the one thing I don't have. The only thing I have at the top of their position is Justin Herbert and that's it. And I don't have though at running back or wide receiver. I I don't have probably, I don't have like a top 10 guy. I have a lot of very, I have borderline top 10 guys, but I just need that one star. So I need one of these guys to break out and become that. And that's, that's kind of where I'm at. It's like, I'm sitting, you know, um, just, I have a lot of good, good players. I just need something yeah. to take it over the edge. And and the biggest one for me too, is, you know, it all depends on how other teams are in your, in your league. Mm-hmm. You have the terrible luck of the other two teams that are really set up to do well are both in your division. Got to play those so, teams four times this year. Yeah. Combined. So that is going to be, that's rough. So you, and yeah. only two players from each or two teams from each division make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So that is going to be, that's going to be the, what you have to overcome. It's kind of like, are you, you know, you build yourself to overcome injuries. Do you build yourself as like a huge upside guy or are you kind of, you're, you're right in the middle well, and you give yourself enough chance in every week. Well, and this is these auction keeper leagues. That's the beauty of it. It's not like dynasty, you know, obviously there's only three keepers, but you can also try to build for the future in a way. So I'm going to probably be in this. I say this every year, year that I feel like I need a reset that oh, I'm not going to buy this year, not going to do that, but you know, it'll happen if I'm in a playoff run, I'll probably spend yeah. a dollar or two, but you, I could just stay put, set myself up, have these, these young guys start making an impact. Maybe Brees Hall's great. And all of a sudden I have a $21 top five keeper next year, right? Who knows? Who knows how that plays out? That's what you got to get lucky in these kind of keeper leagues to do. But we'll see. Maybe Ramondre Stevenson's amazing. Brees Hall's amazing. Cam Akers is amazing. DeAndre Swift's amazing. I just run through this league. It could be. I mean, I love Swift. <laughs> I'm, I guess I'm pulling for Akers in a weird way because I've never seen anyone come back from an Achilles. But no, it's, <clears throat> I, and believe me, that's been my, I haven't, haven't um loved acres you know i can't really you know he's not been my favorite guy in the world but you know and that's the funny part too is in these we really have to bite our tongue and eat our words a lot because first of all a lot Mm -hmm. of people know what we're going for and second of all taking a lot of players off the board and starting with different you know yes money count changes everything because look we we were kind of like crapping on cam acres and we were the ones that were like i I think breeze hall is a little overrated yeah for the right price you're willing to put anyone on your team if you think that's going to help you out that's and you're seeing a lot like us we i never i mean i don't pay for tight ends (laughs) look what i did we don't pay for qbs look what craig did we don't you know breeze hall is overrated he went for under so let's let's, let's take a shot i still feel good about that but that's hilarious yeah it's it's just that's we that that right there i think this is the perfect example of why you do different auc, you do different mocks, you do different, you let other things happen in drafts. So you have different plans and you don't go into the draft with like a set hundred percent. I have to do this plan. You know, just, you go in there and you have an idea what you want, but be fluid with it and things can change it, but be able to have plans 
mid-draft and that's you know figure out where you're at money wise how much you have left what you can spend like i knew i could spend 35 on acres and still kind of get what i wanted later and it was perfect it went right there for 35 getting Brees hall for 17 was a was something i didn't expect so that helped me in the future but yeah it was fun good times I know it is really good. You you want to keep doing it because you're oh, like, man. oh man, I, got, I think I could perfect it. I think I could do better. We but have another one in uh, changes every single time. Uh, about ten or eleven or twelve days, we have another draft here um, for our other league. It's an auction keeper league as well. That one's only two keepers, so it's a little different. There's a few more guys out there, but that one we got one more to do. I'm excited, but um, not it's it's this one's just the this is the standard. This is the big one. This is the one you want to win. Yeah, yeah. This one, yeah. This one's a, a it is really, really tough to win. And now we got to sweat out the preseason, Chef. For injuries. I know, I know. You just injuries went, oh my God. If, I think I built a team, though, that can withstand an injury or two. I have enough guys. So I feel good about that, but you can't withstand a McCaffrey injury. Yeah, yeah. McCaffrey has to stay healthy. Yes, like, he does. We'll <laughs> if see. he doesn't, too, that would be rough. Like if, if I have other injuries, at least I can sell McCaffrey re-up yep. like into it or i can just you know settle mm-hmm. for next year like get ready for it but if he goes down i can't trade him either <laughs> that's rough it'd be rough but all right that'll do it auction keepers league ah oh, so much fun um i feel bad for you if you're just doing a snake draft i'm sorry so auctions where oh, it's at it would have been <laughs> way different but, all right talk to you guys next time